When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, faithful? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Chapman, and we've got something fun today. Uh, Obviously, you know, we're coming off of a bye week. There's some roster moves I want to talk about, but this episode, uh, after we go through all the roster and COVID breakdowns and all that stuff, it's about the rookies. It's about the rookie first-round picks and how they stack up. We have a little bit of hindsight now. So if we jump back to where the 49ers picked in the first round with our two rookies, you know, obviously Javon Kinlaw and Brandon Ayuk, we've got a big chunk to look back and see, did the 49ers make the right choice or could they got a little bit more value? What does that look like? And how do these players stack up against their position? So uh, I spent a lot of time uh, the past three days going through uh, charts and target share and all kinds of different stuff and offense and defense. And so I'm going to spoil you guys a little bit today. Just want to let you know, because we're going to be, and again, hopefully you're watching this on YouTube. If not, that's okay. You're not missing out. Uh, the only thing you're missing out on is I put together game tape highlights for both of our rookies. Uh, through the season so far. So through 10 games, uh, what that brought about, and we're going to see some great stuff today. So uh, we're going to be jumping into that. Now, uh, love the countdown crew showing out in faith. I love it. You guys are showing up even during the bye week, which it's kind of a rough week. We got Thanksgiving tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, Pretty excited about what's going on there. But let's talk about the roster because there's lots of changes. Obviously, coming off a bye week, you're going to be getting some guys back. Raheem Moster and Jeff Wilson started their 21-day practice window. I expect both to be active on Sunday. The running back room has been devoid of our top-tier guys. There's no doubt about it. Literally, you have Jarek McKinnon. That's it right now. But you're getting Raheem Mostert. You're getting Jeff Wilson back. Tevin Coleman wasn't on IR, but he is limited in practice. Uh, Debo and Richard Sherman are back as well. 
such a huge influx of talent on the offensive side and Richard Sherman as well. Obviously, you can't diminish the role that he's going to play. Kyle Shanahan said he would step back into his top corner spot as soon as he is ready. Um, so that would put Verrett to the number two boundary corner position. That's going to be huge as well. Now, a little bit of good news as well. We finally got two players off of COVID. We had nine on the COVID reserve list. I, I see you, MK Green. Do you have any thoughts on what rituals we should be doing on a daily basis to appease the COVID gods? Yeah, that, that's kind of where we're at across as a country. But whatever we're doing, we got two back. We got Eric Armstead, who was the first one to go on. Um, and Hieronis Grasso. So we have a backup center now, which is great news. And we have our starting defensive end. Now we still have seven players on it. <laughs> we still have really five starters on there. I guess four starters left. Trent Williams, which is the biggest one. Javon Kinlaw, who we're going to be talking about today. DJ Jones and Brandon Ayuk. So the two rookies we're talking about today, their game on Sunday is in question. Now Kyle Shanahan said he expects to get some, but not all of these players back. Um, he does think that we will receive some of these players back, but not all. So take that into account. Just understand it, it, the way this should have worked is you come out of the bye week healthier than you were when you went in, but it's just not the case for the 2020 49ers as things just can't go our way. It's just really all that it is. Now, some good and slash bad news. K1 Williams uh, tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs and received a two-game suspension. However, due to testing procedure irregularities, it has been dismissed, and that no longer is on him. Now, K1 Williams has never had any positive tests whatsoever, and he you know, maintains that 100% that was a false positive. Uh, he did nothing wrong. Regardless, it doesn't really matter to anybody on the faithful, but it does matter to his game checks. It would have hit him in the pocket. But, uh, his financial pockets, that is. But he's not going to be back in two weeks anyway. He's still probably three to four weeks out, so it doesn't really affect anything. But, you know, you want to maintain his character, especially if he was innocent. So I'm glad the NFL came out and said, look, there were some issues with the test. We're going to put it off. Um, from JD, he says, you always go live when I'm driving home from work. But this time I was able to pull it off uh, to the side of the road and get my countdown crew in. One, be safe, brother. Be safe. <laughs> countdown crew, I love it, but not worth being in any danger whatsoever. It, the YouTube metrics tell me that this is the time to go live. Um, so I, I apologize about that. But here's what's crazy about me. This is late for John Chapman because I usually... Get up this morning, for example. I got up at 3.30 this morning. So I'm winding down. It's like dinner time, and my day's almost done. So I, I'm I'm still pumping the coffee. I, I'm doing my best I can to, like, get up. I know they're, like, the prime time, whatever. That's just not me. It's just not me. I'm an early riser. I'm already an old man <laughs> on the inside. But I appreciate the support and the loyalty. That is amazing. So K1 Williams still going to be out for a while. Jamar Taylor has been playing excellent. I think that he is earning himself a spot on this roster for the 2021 season as kind of that backup nickel role. He's been great. Um, couple other signings. Some on the practice squad, some on our 53, which we shouldn't call it a 53 because we don't have 53 players. <laughs> safety Chris Edwards was signed to the 53-man roster. He's a strong safety, six foot one, two eighteen. He was with the 49ers this offseason when we were at the 90-man roster limit. Uh, played a lot with the Canadian Football League. So, A, 
Chris Edwards, welcome to the faithful. Two practice squad additions, one that we know a lot about. Wide receiver Sean Poindexter. Come on back down, baby. Um, he's been back and forth on this practice squad for two years now. Um, excited to have him back, give a little bit of depth. And safety Kai Nakua, um, a BYU undrafted free agent from 2017 he was a teammate and graduated the same time as linebacker number one fred warner so you love to bring him uh you know familiar faces the byu pipeline i know a lot of people are <laughs> wanting that quarterback from byu and uh, the the ties are all there but so we'll have to see what happens there uh but kai has been with the browns ravens panthers colts jumped around the nfl and he just brings a little bit of safety depth uh, with Jaquaski Tart, who's done for the year now. You had to get somebody else in there. Uh, obviously, you have Jonathan Cyprian, but with Jared Maiden uh, injured as well, you, you had to get somebody else in there. So that's what they did. And also, we finally get some a little bit of news on one of our favorite rookies, the seventh round pick, wide receiver from Tennessee, Jawan Jennings. Where's he been? Well, turns out his hamstring was severe. He's still about three weeks out from even being able to practice, which is unfortunate. You know, Kyle Shanahan finally kind of talked about him and said, hey, he would have had the opportunity to play, but he didn't get that opportunity because of his injury. Uh, the best ability, it's durability, ladies and gentlemen. That's just what it is. So I think we're going to have to wait just a little while before we get to Jawan Jennings. Um, I don't think we're going to see him this year. Maybe if we lose a couple of games and we're out of the playoff hunt completely, which we're not at that point yet. But if we get to that point, I think we'll see some Jawan Jennings. Now, without further ado, let's go to the creme de la creme, the first round draft picks. Javon Kinlaw's first up. So if you're with us on YouTube, you can see... The highlights are a rolling um, man. And to say there's a lot of them. When you look at the stats, they don't do justice. Stats are not a defensive player's game. Linebackers, perhaps. But defensive line, especially interior, not so much. Yeah, you got the sack numbers, tackle for losses. We're, we're going to go through all that. But where do they measure up versus their own position group that they were drafted against? Now, Move the Sticks podcast, and I've referenced this, two weeks ago did a redraft. So again, Kinlaw's coming off his back-to-back -back best game since they did their podcast. They had Javon Kinlaw ranked as the number 24 rookie um, out of everybody. So considering he was picked at the 14 spot, that's kind of interesting because, you know, he, he fell a little bit, but... Let's break down these numbers because whenever you look at how everybody else did, let's just look at defensive tackles, okay? Let's start the conversation there, and then I think we'll be able to back out and kind of, you know, let's zoom in real quick, just pay attention to a very narrow focus of the draft, then pan out once, we're, once all this is said and done. So I filtered all of the defensive tackles, interior defensive linemen, not edge players. We'll talk a little bit about them. By pressures, okay? This is a pass-first league. And I don't think that this is Javon Kinlaw's strength getting past pressures, pass-rush pressures. Uh, he's good at it, but that's not his strength. His strength is in the run game 100%. So let, let's just go through these. 
The only player that was picked in front of Javon Kinlaw was Derek Brown. He went number seven overall to the Carolina Panthers. Okay, He has 20 pressures, zero sacks, and 17 solo run stops. So you get this, this kind of snapshot of pass rush productivity. Again, 20 pressures, zero sacks, and then run stopping, 17 solo stops. Now let's go to Javon Kinlaw. Okay, How does he stack up? Kinlaw... 15 pressures, so not as many pressures as Derrick Brown, but one and a half sacks. Now, those one and a half sacks came in the last game against the Saints, which you just saw if you're watching on YouTube, but he has 14 solo run stops, so he's not getting in the backfield as much, but he does have one and a half sacks more, which is great, and again, you have to remember, he went seven picks after, so you have Derrick Brown going first, seventh, uh, overall, and then you had Ken Law going 14th overall to the 49ers. Now, let's keep looking, okay? Because if you just look at who were the other, you know, top interior players that were drafted, it gets really, really, really ugly. Um, it gets really ugly. So, again, just focusing on interior defensive linemen. Okay, you got Derek Brown or Derek Brown at seven, Ken Law at 14. The next draft pick and the isn't Ross Bla- it's Ross Blacklock at 40. Then you had Raquan Davis, number 56, Justin Matabuke, 71, Devon Hamilton, 73. And there's a whole bunch of guys that went from that 70 to 80 range. None of them have panned out. None of them have panned out. Okay, so again, let's just stay in order of the amount of pressures from the interior defensive line position. The third place guy, he was undrafted. <laughs> so you had Derek Brown, 20 pressures. You had Kinlaw, 15. The next guy is Tershawn Wharton. He's got 13 pressures, one sack and 11 solo stops. He's an undrafted free agent. He wasn't even drafted. Next up is Davon Hamilton, who went pick 73. He's got 11. 11 pressures. Raekwon Davis, 6 pressures. Neville Gallimore from TCU, 5 pressures. A lot of people wanted these guys. Well, guess what? They did not produce. The next two guys are undrafted free agents with five and four pressures. That's Doug Costin and Malcolm Roach um, with four pressures out of Texas. He went to New Orleans. And then you get Ross Blacklock and Jordan Elliott. Ross Blacklock has four pressures. Jordan Elliott has two. In my very last, this is a shot against myself as well, in my very last mock draft I did, I had the 49ers selecting a wide receiver in the first round at pick 14. Um, I, I had them going C.D. Lamb. And then I had us trading out of the second round back, because uh, you remember we had that pick that was towards the end, number 31. I had us trading back into the second round and getting Jordan Elliott. Now, Jordan Elliott eventually went 88. He fell considerably, and he has not produced. I whiffed on that one. Now, now let's talk edge, because I think this might help. Everybody talks about how great Chase Young is, and rightfully so. He is great. He's probably going to win or be one of the people in contention for Defensive Rookie of the Year. I don't think Javon Kinlaw is going to be in that conversation. Uh, not currently, unless some things change. And it hurts, too, that our team hasn't played well, but whatever. Chase Young has 18 pressures to Javon Kinlaw's 15. Chase Young is an edge. Chase Young has three sacks. Yeah, yeah. Kinlaw, one and a half. Solo stops, Chase Young, 17. But the difference is Chase Young was picked second overall. We traded back from 13 
picked up some extra draft capital, and were still able to get a player that was almost as productive from the interior spot, which the 49ers needed big time after they chose to trade uh, DeForest Buckner, who went on COVID list today, actually, uh, about 30 minutes before I recorded this. So it's kind of a rough thing, and it's not like, oh, well, who else in the edge class has done well? Nobody. <laughs> DJ Wanham, um, he's got 15 pressures, three sacks. He was picked number 117 overall. Uter Gross Models has 12 pressures. Caleb Von Chasen has 10 pressures. Those guys, again, Caleb Von Chasen went pick 20. So the problem that I think we have is recency bias. You look at what happened with Nick Bosa, and it's easy to say, wow, look how great this guy is. Bosa spoiled the hell out of us. It, it, what he was able to do last year doesn't happen. I've said this before. It's going to be a long damn time before a rookie defensive lineman has that impact on the NFL. What he did last year was insanity to go from rookie, <laughs> rookie of the year, he won that, to the leader behind Aaron Donald for defensive player of the year. And it was justified. Unfortunately, the ACL and that stupid MetLife field, um, now he's done. Now we got to wait next year. The good news is Bosa's injury happened early. So he should be just fine for the 2021 year. Um, you look at what happened to Joe Burrow, who tore his ACL and MCL. I don't think he's going to be playing next year. I, I think he's going to miss all of 2021 year. Just to put injuries into perspective. Now, let's go back to Kinlaw. And let's, I, I measured... All of these different sacks, batted pressure, uh, all these different things against defensive linemen in the draft. Okay, this is against all defensive tackles. So he's first in sacks among all defensive tackles. He's first in batted passes, second in pressures, second in solo run stops, second in pass rush productivity or percentage, third in quarterback hits, third in hurries, third in run stop percentage, fifth in tackles. So the question goes back to this. What do you do? Let's put the 49ers back on the clock. Let's look at what happened. Okay, so we're back at round one. The 49ers are on the clock at 13. Tristan Wirfs, Javon Kinlaw, Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb. Those are the four players that are staring you in the face. They're all on the clock. Okay, you're sitting at 13. They're all there. The 49ers chose to trade back one spot. I do it again. Go. Tristan Wirfs has been great. He has not been Trent Williams great. Not even close. Okay, so you, you fall back to 14. Tristan Wirfs out of the equation. So now you got Javon Kinlaw, Jerry Judy. Could talk A.J. Terrell outside corner, but I think uh, we're okay currently for that. But he, he's in there. C.D. Lamb, of course. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson, who I think is probably the best rookie wide receiver so far. Numbers would say so. And Cesar Ruiz. What do you do at that situation? The only person that I'm like, you know what, maybe, is Cesar Ruiz, the offensive guard slash center, who I really, really like just because the interior O-line has been such a problem for the 49ers. But still, I say no. I like the way Daniel Brunskill has played at center. And again, now we're, we're playing hindsight, right? So all the knowledge that we have of the season, of the 49ers and all the rookies, we're using that now. You could argue trade back, but I don't think Kinlaw falls. I would still take Kinlaw at pick 14 because of scarcity. I went through and told you about how bad the offensive line has been, or the defensive line was in this draft. There was nobody. So to get, you know, almost an every single play interior defensive lineman that has 
you know, amazing upside in the run game and upside in the pass game. He's still developing. I love the Kinlaw pick. You could say, oh, Chase Claypool. He's got 10 touchdowns. That's insane. Doesn't make sense. Justin Jefferson, 800-plus yards receiving. I agree with you. He's great. Both those players are great. But again, there's two starters from the defensive line that came out of this draft, interior defensive line. That's it. You got one of those. There's probably 12 wide receivers that are going to be starters for the long haul. This was a great wide receiver class. So you take the position that doesn't exist after pick 14, and that's Javon Kinlaw. Now, I'm happy with that pick. I have no issues. Now, let's jump over to our other guy. Let's talk some Brandon Ayuk, the Silver Surfer, the Iceman, Smooth Man himself. Uh, the highlights are on the screen now, and you know the very first play obviously is the hurdle play, which is just incredible. I'm showing it for both different films. Uh, you got the all 22, and you have the end zone view. It, it's so nice. You want to watch it twice. It's just what it. Oh, whoo! Look at him just glide and hop it everywhere. The speed never stops. Human highlight reel. I freaking love this kid. Okay, so so let let's let's talk about what he brings. Because it's not normal, okay? <laughs> he was the sixth wide receiver drafted, and he has 100% at least lived up to that. I think he's done better. Um, so let's just talk, and here's how we're going to sort the wide receiver. We use pressures for interior defensive linemen. Let's just go receiving yards. Why not? Who's had the most production? Okay, receiving yards. Number one out of all of the guys drafted at the wide receiver position is none other than Jordan Jefferson. Now, Jordan Jefferson has been great. Um, what he's been able to do in that offense, it's been pretty damn good. And he went right in front of Brandon Ayuk. We didn't have an opportunity. He went at pick 22, but he's at 848 yards, four touchdowns. C.D. Lamb's number two, pick number 17. We had a shot early on. We chose not to, rightfully so. I love the decision to go D-line and then wait because listen to all these guys. C.D. Lamb, 629 yards, four touchdowns. He was picked at seven, uh, number 17. After that is T. Higgins. Now, T. Higgins' numbers are about to drop off the charts. Um, Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get a pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He had an amazing run with Joe Burrow, but now you don't have Joe Burrow. Uh, So take that for what you will. He had 629 yards, four touchdowns. Great job. Uh, Jerry Judy, he went pick 15. That was a lot of the people who wanted, you know, 49ers wanted Jerry Judy, and they were upset that they didn't get Judy or they didn't get C.D. Lamb. Well, Jerry Judy has 589 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Chase Clay pulls next up, 559 yards, but 10 touchdowns. He was picked 49th, probably one of the steals of the draft. And you have to say this too, the Pittsburgh system under Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin, it is the most wide receiver friendly offense in the NFL. It doesn't matter who they put in there, they are successful. It's just the way it is. It's been that way for 20-plus years. But you don't want to take anything away from Claypool. The dude is a touchdown machine. Next up is Brandon Ayuk. 35 receptions, 446 yards receiving, and five touchdowns. He was picked 25th. Now, a couple things. Of all of those top wide receivers that I just listed, every one of them has played 10 games, except for, you guessed it, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, You know, he missed his first game because of injury. Then he was the close contact on a false positive, um, which was total BS with Kendrick Bourne. And so that cost him his second game. Now he's back on the COVID list. Could cost him his third game, but he has been beyond productive. Listen to these ranks, okay, for Brandon Ayuk. He was the sixth wide receiver selected. He has the most rushing yards of any of the wide receivers drafted. He has the best drop rate of any wide receiver drafted in the 2020 draft. One drop, he has a 2.8% drop percentage. Second most touchdowns, uh, he has three receiving, two rush touchdowns. That brings him to five. Chase Claypool has 10. He has the second highest grade on pro football focus. The third highest rookie across all positions, he's number three. Pro football focus lugs this guy because he doesn't have negative plays. That's kind of the positive with him. Fourth on deep catches. He's caught all three of his deep passes that traveled 20 yards or more. Six in reception, six in receiving yards. And again, the only one to not only play eight games out of the top seven, everybody else has played 10. And on top of that, he has played with his second and third string quarterbacks. (laughs) Everybody else has their starters. The only ones that have played with backup quarterbacks, C.D. Lamb. Um, who has not looked the same without Dak Prescott. Jerry Judy, again, a lot of bad games um, where he just kind of disappeared. Quarterback plays a problem there. Now he's got his quarterback back. And Ayuk, who's played with C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins. T. Higgins will now join that conversation as well. However, a lot of the guys that were kind of draft crushes for a lot of different people, and rightfully so, I think it goes to show just how great this wide receiver draft class was. Um, You have guys like LaVisca Chenault, who went 42. He's got 323 yards, one touchdown. Michael Pittman's missed a lot of time. He went 34th, 300 yards, one touchdown. Um, Henry Ruggs, he was picked 12th. The first wide receiver in this class drafted, 
He's not even starting for his own team. He got beat out <laughs> by Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. He was 12th overall. A terrible pick there. Denzel Mims been injured almost the entire season. He has 217 yards, no touchdowns. Jalen Rager um, in and out of the lineup as well. I think he's going to turn it on. He's looked good. 211 yards, one touchdown. He's picked number 21 ahead of Brandon Ayuk. So you look at these numbers, and what is the mindset? What do you do differently? Okay, so now let's go back to pick number 25. We were at 31. We traded up because this was the guy that Kyle Shanahan had to have. He's outperformed his draft stock. Uh, again, Move the Sticks had him listed as the number 21 rookie. And again, that was two weeks ago. I really do believe, and, and I know it's weird to say, and you can say it's a homer or whatever, but the one thing that Kyle Shanahan does probably better, and maybe to a fault in certain cases, better than other teams. If you don't fit, you don't play. <laughs> he wants people that fit. And you could talk about Chase Claypool. Well, guess what? Chase Claypool would fit the 49ers Kyle Shanahan's offense perfectly if we didn't have Debo. He is the Debo role. The exact same Debo role. He's not a shifty wide receiver in and out of breaks like Brandon Ayuk is. He's not a complimentary piece. So you can make the argument, well, oh, stay at 31. Don't trade up and take Chase Claypool. Every other team would like to do that as well. Um, so I'm sitting here now, and I can confidently say this. Would I rather have Brandon Ayuk on this 49ers team with this coaching staff with Debo, or would I rather have Chase Claypool? I'm telling you right now, Brandon Ayuk is a better fit. It's a better complimentary piece. Not trying to knock Chase Claypool. And if we did have Chase, that'd be amazing. Definitely not upset at all about how that would pan out. But the idea is this. You have to look at how all of these things fit together. Um, and there's just so many positives. The, the, the future is trending upwards. Your goal going into every single NFL draft is to get three starters. Three quality top-tier starters. So let's look at this draft. Did we accomplish that goal? Von Kinlaw, quality starter. Brandon Ayuk, quality starter. Trent Williams, elite starter that we got for a fifth and a future third-round pick. You, you can't... <laughs> that is amazing. Now, you can get into the argument, yeah, but you traded away a starter into DeForest Buckner. Yeah, okay, that's cool. I totally get that argument. Um... And you could go down that road and be justified 100%. Now, there are still some guys that are developing. We'll have to see what happens. Colton McKivitz, nah, hasn't looked very good. Charlie Warner, spot duty, still not really showing out. Even with Kittle out, still not showing out. That's a problem. Jawan Jennings, who we mentioned. Um, but you're talking fifth, sixth, seventh rounders. Those guys usually don't pan out. The 49ers have been lucky. Drake Greenlaw. DJ Jones, George Kittle, you've been lucky with those. Those are home runs. You can't get used to hitting with fifth-round draft picks that often. But if you could, this might be the year for it because guess what? Heading into 2021, the 49ers have two currently fifth-round picks. So a lot of stuff there. I'm excited about that. Um, let's take a real quick minute um, just to thank our sponsors. Then I've got some Thanksgiving Day bets. What's up? What's up? Here we go. 
unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have. And let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now, they have $100,000. You heard me. $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. 10 bucks. You can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands, sign me up. You too can make up and sign up at my bookie. And here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means you put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Rollovers will be included in that. And if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started. And if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, MyBookie. All right. So the NFL threw a little bit of a curveball. And, of course, much to the chagrin of 49ers fans. If you jump back just three short weeks. 49ers have the most players on IR almost in NFL history. On top of that, the night before the game, we have a false positive. Kendrick Bourne, we lost four starters. Four starters on the most injury-riddled team in the NFL. And guess what? Go get them, boys. (laughs) We put a JV team out there, and we got steamrolled. It actually played fairly well, but because of left tackle, because of no wide receivers, because it was just bad, we end up losing that game. Well, anyway, the Ravens are in not even close to the same situation. They had five players test positive, but their injury situation is nothing like ours. They choose to postpone the game. Gosh, I got mad. Oh, man, it pissed me off big time. But anyway. Having said that, the Ravens and Steelers game has been postponed. The NFL continues. Uh, There are certain quarterbacks that if you have a quarterback, they will do whatever it takes from, you know, roughing the passing penalties to defensive holding calls on third down. If you don't have one of those QBs, you don't get those calls. And that's where the 49ers have been for a very long time. But I digress. The Ravens-Steelers game is out. I did have a bet special on that, but I'll throw it out. I still am betting the Texans. I'm taking the Texans' money line. Now, the Texans are negative three and a half points versus the Lions. Lions, they are out a lot of people as well. Remember, they just got goose-egged. I think it was 20 to nothing they just lost. This week, they have no Galladay, they have no Amendola, and they have no Jeffrey Okuda. You want to go back and talk redraft? Guess what? Jeffrey Okuda isn't going in the top 20. That dude has fallen. But I, I digress. Houston Texans are finally playing some decent football, and I just think the Lions, they are so close to firing their head coach. Um, I think Adam Gase and, um, goodness, his name's, I, I see his chubby, stupid face, uh, the head coach for the Lions. I don't know why it's 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 missing me, but he, he's awful. I'm so glad I forgot his name because he sucks. Anyway. I am taking the Texans' money line. I I don't want to give away three and a half points on a short week. Uh, Crazy stuff can happen. So I am going to take the money line. Um, I bet 15 on this one. I feel pretty confident on this. Now, it's not a huge payout. You bet 15 to win 23 with everything included. 
But I, I feel pretty good about this one. Matt Patricia, that's his ugly name. Uh, stupid fat face. And if I call you fat face, that's saying a lot, especially if you're watching YouTube, because you can see hashtag fat face. Um, anyway, that's my bet special. I did have something for the Ravens, but they pushed that one back to Sunday. Um, so I'll get to that game and some Sunday bets because we do, we do have Thanksgiving tomorrow. There's two football games now. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then we'll be back. I'm not going to do a Thursday episode, obviously, with football games and all that kind of stuff. I'll do something Friday or Saturday. Um, we'll, we'll go through all that. I do want to answer just a couple questions and comments that I've seen um, in the chat. So here we go. Let, let's just talk through just a couple of things because I, I love it. Um, Khalil, non-football question, what's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? If I had to pick one, again, hashtag fat face, it is pecan pie or pumpkin pie. However... I do want to let you guys know and bring on the hate. This is like the worst food take in the world, but I'm going to stay with it. Thanksgiving is by far the greatest made-up holiday. It doesn't exist. It's not real. It never happened. However, this is the history side of me, but I will say this. Whenever I do make things, I love Thanksgiving. I love the food. It's the best food in the world. I want all the food to touch. So uh, <laughs> I want the turkey, the stuffing, the gravy, the mashed potatoes, the corn, all of it. I want it all. I want it all touching because it just goes so well together. I know I'm a weirdo. That's okay. Uh, hopefully, some of you guys still loves me. Ryan, I love this. Um, if Sherman converts to safety, does he pick up another year with the 49ers? Maybe. Kyle Shanahan was asked today by Grant Cohn um, in the press conference today with Kyle Shanahan this exact question. Uh, what does it look like for Sherman to convert to safety? Kyle Shanahan gave the wonderful political answer. Uh, Sherman can do anything he puts his mind to, and I agree. Goodness, could you imagine what this defense would look like if you had Tarvarius Moore deep safety, Richard Sherman strong safety, then you had Kwan Williams at nickel, Jason Ferret outside, and Emmanuel Mosley or somebody else at the opposite corner. Holy cow. That... The playmaking and the turnover, my whole quest for safety, I want playmakers. Um, that's what I want. I want turnovers. I want <laughs> tipped balls, which lead to turnovers. That's what I want. We haven't had that for three years. So you talk about putting Sherman with his ball skills in the box. His physicality matches up just fine. He could do it. It's it, But again, strong safety. Put him at strong safety. Put more free safety now you're cooking i i would love that now the problem is going to be just cost um richard sherman's not going to come cheap next year richard sherman's never going to be cheap he knows his value and he can walk away uh he doesn't have to play football for a financial future he's already secured that uh the bag has been secured by uncle sherm i would love to keep him and especially with our you know championship windows open not for the 2020 season obviously but the 49ers will be one of the top three or four favorite teams next year, depending on the quarterback play. Even if you bring back Jimmy Garoppolo, we're still in that category. Um, I love this. Camelot's red and gold. Awesome tag, by the way. He said the biggest difference between the wide receivers you talked about is quarterback play. You get Ayuk on some of those other teams that are passing teams, he puts up elite numbers, 100%. Ayuk is on a running team. You know, you look at the numbers, okay, Jefferson, yeah, you know, the Vikings, they run a lot, obviously with Dalvin Cook. I think he's second, I think second 
or leading the NFL in rushing, but their ratio isn't near as high as ours. C.D. Lamb, all they do is throw. T. Higgins, uh, Cincinnati, all they do is throw. Uh, Broncos are just kind of a mess. And then you have the Steelers, all they do is throw. So I, I think you're right. I think you're onto there something. Uh, Niner uh, Joe Empire, is it too early to get my Wilson jersey? I don't think so. And here's why I have to believe that. Next year, the 49ers, there's going to be some shaking up in the wide res- or running back room. Mostert's coming back guaranteed, no matter what. Tevin Coleman, I think he's gone. Jarek McKinnon, I think he's gone. There is a possibility that the running back room next year, if I was to design it, just because how cheap these deals are going to be, Raheem Mostert 1, Jeff Wilson 2, Jamichael Hasty 3. That is a great running back room. So that Jeff Wilson jersey, hey, guess what? If you do get it, one, that's awesome. Uh, worst case scenario is Wilson's playing for the Dolphins next year because that's where 49ers running backs go to die. Um, that's kind of where we are. Mike, he says, are we going to win this week? I got to give you the ellipsis, um, the dot, dot, dot treatment, because I don't know. Um, if we had to play right now with all the players we have on COVID, I don't think the 49ers are going to win. Uh, they could pull off something, but you're still missing two starting defensive linemen and probably the best left tackle in football. And we saw what Justin school can do, um, in backup duty. It's not good. Add to that backup quarterback, (laughs) all the other injuries, whatever else I, uh, Trent, Trent Williams is the number one guy I'm watching. If Trent Williams is playing, I think the 49ers got a shot. If he's out, hell no. Um, so I'm not saying we're going to win, Mike. I'm just saying uh, I'm not messing with it until we figure out what guys we get back from COVID. Um, hey, what number in the draft uh, would we be if we lose all games? <laughs> would we get to that number? Uh, that's a good question. Let, let, let's look at it. So we're at four now. Let me open up my – I should have had this open, so I, my apologies here. The 49ers are currently picking 14th with a 4-6 and six record. If you lost out, so minimum, right, you'd be 4-12. and 12. I don't think that there is any way you could get higher than pick five. Um, I just don't see that happening because you have the Jets who are 0-10. They might be able to win one or two games. No way they go more than that. Jacksonville 1-9. No way that team's winning three. They are a bad football team. They just put Josh Allen on IR. He's going to be out probably the rest of the year. Again, going back to redraft status, right? Nick Bosa, uh, now Josh Allen's on there. Cincinnati's 2-7-1. and and They have that tie. Now they lost their quarterback. They're not winning any more games. So you've got a plethora, (laughs) I think six teams with three wins, and there's a lot of bad ones in there, Washington, Dallas, the Giants, Atlanta. Um, So I don't know. I think if the 49ers went 4-12, and I think you'd be picking number five overall. I think that's where you'd be this year. But um, there's no way in hell that's happening. The 49ers are not losing out. The 49ers are going to win at least two more games. I think three is more likely. So uh, hopefully that answers your question there, Anthony. Um, (laughs) I love Jordan. He says, damn, no Warner highlights? (laughs) LOL. That is incredible. Comment of the day, my friend, goes to you. Um, but hopefully you guys have enjoyed all the highlights. Uh, that, that's been fun. If you've missed it, um, maybe I'll load them independently. That sounds like something I would do um, just so you could watch those. I'll put a little bit of drum line. I like the college drum line. I'll put some of that behind it. We'll see what we got there. So um, we'll, we'll get to some of that. Um, but that's going to do it for our episode today. I want to say thank you, Faithful. Uh, it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. 
man, enjoy that freaking day. And for those of you who perhaps don't have people to share with, just know you are loved. Um, whether you want to reach out on social media, uh, obviously my Twitter is always open, at JL underscore Chapman. Love to give you a shout out and just say what's up. Holidays are not always good for everybody. I speak from personal experience. Uh, I didn't have the best childhood growing up, not a sob story at all, but I hate the freaking holidays. Um, but I married a Christmas elf. Uh, <laughs> holidays are her defining moment. And it's it's rough because we have this tension where, you know, she wants to sing Christmas carols and make movies and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, man, just let me drink whiskey. Um, but anyway, I try my hardest to overcome this. And, you know, especially with my two boys who I think they were in, well, they were in almost 10 foster homes before they moved in with us and we adopted them. They obviously have some rough ties sometimes to holidays as well. All that to say this, if you are one of those amazing people that love holidays and you have a wonderful family to share it with, awesome. I ask a favor of you, reach out to the assholes of your family because we need to hear from nice people. It can be as simple as a text because again, holidays aren't Happy sunshine hallmark for everybody. It's a rough time for a lot of people out there. So please take the time to reach out to those in your extended family that perhaps you don't talk to anymore just because they're rude or whatever else. Even politics, throw that stuff aside right now. People need to hear from loved ones. You guys are the best. So thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for you guys and all the support. And we will be back after Thursday. Eat as much food as possible. And as always, you know what I want to say. Stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.